Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to stories from the village of nothing much. Like easy listening, but for fiction. I'm Catherine Nikolai. I write and read all the stories you'll hear on the village of nothing much. Audio engineering and sound design is by Bob Wittersheim. I came across a term a while ago that fits really well with what this is. It's called positive distraction therapy. When you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you need a factory reset, taking your mind somewhere soft and wholesome is therapeutic. It can help you relax and reframe. So I invite you to come to the village of nothing much with me, where everyone is welcome and kindness is the default. So let's start by drawing a deep breath in through the nose and sighing through your mouth. One more, please. Inhale. Let it go. Good. Our stories today are from a three-part series called Snowfall at the Bakery, and they follow the village baker as she readies her neighbors for a snow day. The stories are also about a green glove in search of its owner, a secret ingredient in the hot cocoa, a field full of snowmen in the park, dogs and donuts, and days to yourself. Snowfall at the Bakery, Part 1 It had been a few weeks now that we'd had no snow, and honestly, I hadn't missed it yet. It was kind of lovely to walk through town on dry sidewalks and leave the house in my sneakers rather than my tall, heavy boots. 
In the evening, there would be a faint scent of spring in the air. Not that I believed it. It was fool's spring, and I knew it. There was plenty of winter still to come. But it smelled lovely. That rich, dark earth scent, the aroma of rain and soil. It felt like a sneak preview of something that, while it wasn't coming very soon, would come again and would feel fresh and revitalizing when it arrived. So when it started to snow today, well, it took my breath away. I'd forgotten just how beautiful our little downtown was when it was covered in a blanket of white. It had started just as the breakfast rush was clearing out at the bakery. I'd been wiping down tables and restarting the coffee for the third time, when I looked out through the front windows of the shop and saw flakes falling. They were coming down so thick and fast that it looked like a movie, and I imagined a crew of folks up above somewhere, hearing the cue to start the snow and turning the machine to high. People on the street were stunned as well. I saw them stop to look up, put out their gloved hands to catch snowflakes, and smile as they went back on their way. Each customer who came in mentioned it. It's really coming down, we said to each other. We're set to get five inches by the end of the day, called someone from the back of the line. Wow, we all said, and turned to look out at the street again. I decided to slip into the kitchen and set up another tray of donuts. I had a feeling that people would need something hot and sweet to go with a snowy day. I washed my hands in the sink and put a fresh apron on. Most of our baking happened pretty early each morning. By the time we flipped the open sign in the window, we had fresh donuts and bagels and pastries in the display case ready for our customers. Then, while the morning rush was carrying on out front, we baked things that tended to sell later in the day. Bread, rolls, pies, and cakes. By this point in the day, unless we had a special order, we didn't have much left to do in the kitchen. And that was my favorite time to be back there. It's when I could experiment a bit, test recipes I was working on, and bake with no sense of urgency. So I cut out donuts and fried them off in batches. I tossed them in cinnamon and sugar and carried them out on a tray to slide into the cabinet beside the cash register. Now the snow lay at least an inch or two deep all over the sidewalks and benches and tree branches. I wiped my hands on a towel and stepped over to the window. We had a little neon sign that I turned on when the donuts were hot, and I plugged it in and watched the light of it reflect on the snow outside. Across the street at the diner, They were already shoveling the sidewalks, and their windows were fogged up from the cold. A customer came in and stomped the snow from his shoes at the front door. He rubbed his hands together and breathed over them. Donuts are hot, I said. I saw, he said with a laugh in his voice. I just heard that they're closing the schools before we get too much more. You should have a bunch of little ones in here needing hot chocolate in a few minutes. I'll get ready then. Thanks, I said, and headed back to the kitchen. We made excellent hot chocolate, and it didn't come from a pouch of powder and some scalding water either. I made it with ground cacao, 
and shaved chocolate and creamy oat milk and cinnamon. My secret ingredient was a bit of tahini, and it gave the drink a richness that my customers craved but could never quite identify. In the kitchen, I heated the milk and whisked in all the ingredients. Then with a long-handled ladle, I lifted cupfuls of the cocoa a foot into the air and let it fall back into the pot, which frothed it as it warmed. Finally, I poured it into an urn, and just as I was carrying it carefully to the counter, the bell over the door began to ring again and again. School had indeed been canceled for the afternoon, and kids were streaming in excitedly, dressed in snowsuits with mittens dangling from the sleeves of their coats. We sold cup after cup of hot chocolate, topped with mini marshmallows, as well as all of the donuts, plus about half of the cookies. I chatted with the kids as I passed out the treats and filled their cups. They'd watched the snow coming down from inside their big brick schoolhouse a few blocks over, and hoped and wished that it would just keep on falling. Over lunch, rumors flew as fast as the snow that there was a blizzard coming, the biggest in a hundred years, that they'd get snowed in at school and have to sleep on gymnastic mats in the cafeteria and survive on beans for days. When they got bundled up for recess, the announcement had come over the loudspeaker that school was closing and everyone, even the teachers, had cheered. Some kids were riding the bus and some getting picked up by parents. But for the kids who walked to school, they felt that they had the best luck of all. They were here for their emergency rations, cocoa and donuts and whatever else their pocket money could afford. And then they were off to the park to roll the heavy wet snow into giant balls and stack them three high to build an army of snowmen. They tromped off with their cups and cookies. I watched them from the window, glad that the winter was here to remind us how to play. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Part 2 We were getting close to closing time. We'd seen a rush in the early afternoon. First of school kids who'd gotten out of class early because of the thickly falling snow. Then a wave of folks who suspected they might just be snowed in tomorrow. And if that was going to happen, well, they wanted to be sure to have a loaf of fresh sourdough and a box of cinnamon rolls for breakfast. I'd already sent a couple of my staff home, not wanting them to be out on the roads if they didn't need to. I just had one helper left, and he lived in an apartment just up the alley and had been happy to stay with me and finish wiping down the tables and prepping the kitchen for the next day. I poured the last two cups of hot chocolate from the urn and set his beside the register for him. I appreciated the companionable quiet between us. We both knew just what needed to be done, and how, and work together, like cogs in a clock. I wasn't sure yet if we would open tomorrow, if we would get so much snow overnight that the whole village would stay snuggled up in their houses for the day, or if it would taper off as we slept, and we'd have the magical combination of closed schools and offices, but a day lovely enough to venture out into. I looked into the pastry case where we had a couple dozen leftover buns and cookies. We usually wrapped them up for the day-old basket, but they'd go to waste if we didn't open up tomorrow morning. I wrapped a few of my colleague's favorites for him and popped them into a handle bag and hooked it over his coat in the hall. 
and then wrapped up the rest in little packs of two or three and added them to a bigger bag. I flipped the sign in the front window, and as I was walking back to the counter, something green caught my eye, snagged on a chair in the back corner where the school kids had been eating their treats was a single glove, little, made for little hands that I suspected were, at this moment, getting pretty chilly, making snowmen in the park. I laughed thinking about how many gloves and hats and even somehow coats that I had lost or left on the bus when I was little and thought I might be able to save this kid from a bit of trouble when they got home. I added it to the bag with the leftover pastries. I heard a voice from the back hall calling. Thanks for the goodies. Are you going through the front? Should I lock up the back? Yes, please, I called back. I could hear him pause as he put on his coat and waited. He called again. And I'm putting a spoon under my pillow tonight. Maybe we'll have a snow day tomorrow? I chuckled, imagining him trying to zip up his coat with crossed fingers. Maybe, I said. The door closed behind him, and I could hear him locking it and pulling on the door once to make sure it was secure. Sometimes we all need a day off, I thought. And I decided right then that snow or not, we'd take tomorrow for ourselves. I'd call my staff to let them know when I got home because often the best part of a day off is the night before when you know you don't have to get up in the morning. I went and put on my own coat and made a sign for the window to let customers know we'd be closed the next day. Then I pulled a hat over my ears, picked up my bag, and stepped out the front door. The snow was still falling and a few flakes caught in my eyelashes. The air smelled brand new and just slightly sweet. I locked the door and started to walk toward the park. I noticed a few other shops that were closed early as well and hoped they would take the day off tomorrow too, if they could. When I first took over the bakery, I worked too hard. I felt that if I closed for a day or took time off, everything might fall apart in my absence. Pretty quickly I learned that if I carried on like that, I would burn out. The joy of what I did would be overtaken by exhaustion. I'd been given a good talking to by a friend, the man who'd owned the bakery before me, who'd taught me to bake and given me his secret recipes. He'd stopped by one afternoon and found me worn out in my office with my head on the desk. Okay, he said, that's enough. I looked up at him and knew exactly what he meant. He'd sat with me and assured me that my customers would give me grace when I needed to close up. He pulled my calendar from the wall and marked off days for a much needed vacation. Then he went into the kitchen and reorganized the fridges and the baking stations. And from then out, I'd not lost sight of taking care of myself and my staff, even as the bakery got busier. I learned to let other people give to me. And sometimes the hardest lesson we learn is to receive. The diner was still open and I pushed through their door 
and stepped up to the counter. A friendly face peeked through the kitchen window and smiled when she recognized me. Hi, need a coffee? No, thanks. I'm on my way home. I'm just dropping off some leftovers. I held up the bag. Ooh, what a treat. Thank you. I did a head count of the wait staff, then added more for the cooks and dishwashers and left the packets on the counter. Take care, she called, and I waved as I went through the door. At the next corner, I saw one of my regular customers clearing the snow from his windshield. I took a packet from my bag and waved it at them to catch their attention. Delivery from the cookie fairy, I chuckled. A smile broke over their face and they wiped the snowflakes from their steamed up glasses as they reached out for them. Do you need a ride? This snow isn't gonna slow down for a while yet. Oh, thanks, but I've got one more stop to make. I'm on a mission. I held up the glove for my bag and turned back to the street. I felt like I was in a snow globe, the swirling flakes all around me, the downtown street with the storefronts lit from within. It was a magic moment, and I determined not to miss a beat of it. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Part three. I could hear them shouting and playing as I got closer to the park. They'd built a dozen snowmen and found spindly sticks to give them arms. A few headscarves tied around their necks or floppy knitted hats perched on their heads. I stopped at the edge of the park where the kiosk that sold papers and magazines stood. I was surprised to see that it was still open. The man inside sat on a stool, looking out through the kiosk window at the kids in the snow with a smile on his face. He saw me coming and waved through the flakes falling between us. I often stopped by on my way home from the bakery to peruse the magazines, and today I saw he'd already brought down all the papers and circulars that were usually clipped to a stand with clothespins. I thought you'd be packed up and gone by now with all this snow, I said. Well, there aren't any customers now, that's for sure, but I've been having fun watching the kids make their snowmen. I was just about to close up. He had a little heater inside his stand and had told me on other chilly days that he stayed toasty even when the temperature dropped down low, but... I thought that his warmth must come more from his perspective than his heater or his gloved hands. He seemed to love to talk to customers each day, loved to look out at the park, whether there were daffodils blooming and ducks swimming on the pond, or, like today, a snowy blur of kids at play. I could relate. I loved to bake, but my favorite part of my work was watching a customer take their first bite of something I had made. To see their eyes close in pleasure and powdered sugar cling to their smile. That reminded me that I had one packet of scones left in my bag. And I reached in and brought it out. Raspberry and hazelnut, I said as I passed them over to the man. Have them with your coffee tomorrow. Oh, thank you, he said and he peeled open the packet a bit and brought it up to his nose to inhale the scent. He smiled and said he wasn't sure they would last till tomorrow. Hazelnuts, huh? Know what my grandfather called them? Filberts, I guessed, remembering my own grandfather using them to fill his squirrel feeder after he'd given up on them leaving the bird feeders alone and simply set them their own place at the table. That's it, he said. He'd keep a bowl of them beside his chair all winter and crack them for an after-dinner snack. One for him and one for me. I was glad those scones had been in my bag. I'd gotten to bring him a treat and a memory. And there was one more thing in my bag. A forgotten green glove left behind in the bakery 
by one of the snowmen builders an hour or so before. I said goodbye to the man in the kiosk as he reached up to unhook the wooden shutter that sealed up his stand at night. I took the glove from my bag and tromped through the ankle-high snow into the park. It was busier than I'd expected. Besides the pack of children I recognized from the bakery, there were a few people with skates and hockey sticks playing on the solid surface of the pond. There were people bundled up and walking the paths, and several big fluffy dogs who looked like they were having the best day of their lives. One was laying in a snowdrift, his fur slowly being covered in a fresh layer of flakes. While his dad attempted to persuade him to regain his feet, I stopped nearby laughing under my scarf, and his dad rolled his eyes good-naturedly at me. This will be the story for the next few days, he said, shrugging. He'd stay out in the snow all day if I let him. We baked dog biscuits at the bakery, and I kept a few in my coat pocket for just these occasions. I handed one to the fluffy dog's dad as I passed them on the path. If it gets desperate, I said. The kids who'd built the Legion of Snowmen on the open ground had retreated to a slope and were sledding down on saucers and red toboggans. I hiked over, watching them come down the hill, holding tight to their sleds and each other and screaming with silliness as they went over a bump and tumbled into the snow. I kept a keen eye out for anyone without gloves, or with just one in the same telltale green I had now in my hand. Almost certainly, school would be canceled tomorrow and there would be pancakes for breakfast and more adventures in the snow. There would be sidewalks to shovel and movies to watch and board games to set up and then abandon when they got bored of them. Snow days when I was their age were often when I would pull down a few cookbooks from the shelf and try my first recipes. Try a loaf of wheat bread, cookies or a pie crust. My most successful and therefore most made bake back then had been simple oatmeal raisin cookies. I smiled as I watched the sledders, thinking that that I hadn't made any in a while, and I was sure I had all the ingredients in my pantry. Yes, the baker on her day off was going to bake. Oh well, I was looking forward to it already. A saucer came flying down the hill in front of me, a little girl in green snow pants with a green hat. I squinted to see through the snow. Ah, yes, one green glove. Her other hand bare and chilled as it clung to the edge of the disc. Intentionally or not, she steered past the bump that had sent everyone else a few feet into the air and let momentum carry her till she tipped into the snow. She lay for a few moments, just looking up into the flakes, and I hustled over and peered down at her. Missing something? I said, dangling the glove above her. Ooh, she said, and she bounded to her feet and reached for it. Thanks! I was hoping it would turn up. She slid it onto her bare hand and sighed in relief. Then she snatched up her saucer and went running for the hill again. At the top, just as I was about to turn for home, 
ready now for my slippers and my hot water bottle. She waved at me and yelled out, Happy snow day! Happy snow day, I thought. Thanks for visiting the Village of Nothing Much with us. Whether you live somewhere with snow days or not, we wish you moments of magic in the natural world, days to rest, and ways to play. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Village of Nothing Much. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.